Welcome, everyone. You're listening to the Empowered Word of Faith podcast. Good evening, everyone. This is Evangelist Alfreda Lockett Evans, and I'm from Full Gospel Holy Temple Church in Dallas, Texas. Tonight's podcast is the fourth of nine lessons learned from the Miracles of Elisha, a series. Tonight, we'll be talking about the four miracles of Elisha that related to water. They are, number one, drying up of the Jordan River. Next, a swimming iron. Waters filling ditches without rain and healing of the waters. When the prophet Elijah asked his God-appointed successor, Elisha, what he would like to receive after Elijah was taken, Elisha didn't ask for money or clothing or adequate transportation or fame. He asked for something that was far more valuable. He asked for a double portion of Elijah's spirit. Elijah indicated that this would be a hard thing to do. But if Elisha saw him when he was taken into heaven, his request would be granted. Elisha knew that he received the blessing because he saw Elijah as he was taken up. The miracle drying up of the Jordan River found in 2 Kings 2 and 13 through 15 was the confirmation that Elisha had received his double portion ministry. Let's read those verses. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither, and Elijah went over. When Elijah was taken to heaven, Elisha tore up his own cloak or mantle into two parts, and he received the mantle that Elijah left as he was taken. This was the same mantle that Elijah threw around the shoulders of Elisha, indicating that Elijah's responsibilities would be passed on to Elisha. Elisha walked to the Jordan rivers. He smote the water with the mantles and yelled, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? The Jordan River parted and Elisha walked across on dry land. This was Elisha's first miracle as his role as successor to Elijah immediately began. So what lessons do we learn from this particular miracle? Number one. To take on the ways of God, you have to be willing to walk away from your old ways. Sometimes that means changing some natural things, such as the music that you listen to, a speech that used to come out of your mouth, or you may even have to change your clothing. Elisha tore up his mantle to take on the mantle of his predecessor, Elijah. So, Tear up your old ways, tear up your old clothes, tear up your old thoughts, and go forth in the ways of God. Number two, give up what you have to receive what God has for you. 
I'm sure it was not easy for Elisha to walk away from his family, from his fields and his lifestyle, but he did it because he believed the prophet and he desired God's will and God's way more than his own. Number three, when our desires line up with the desires of God, we can have the desires of our hearts. Psalms 37 and 4 says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. And then number four, Elisha had to act on what he believed. Yes, he believed that he had received a miracle in the form of his double portion, just as he had asked. And what did he do? He immediately put it into use. When he smote the Jordan with Elijah's mantle, he demonstrated his faith that God had rewarded him with his double portion miracle. We, too, have to act on what we believe. We believe the word of God. Action has to follow it. We believe we can live for the Lord. We simply live it. We get the directions from the scriptures and we live the life. The next miracle, making iron to swim, is also related to water. It's found in 2 Kings 6 and 1 through 7. The sons of the prophet were in an overcrowded school, so they asked Elisha if they could go down to the Jordan and build a more prominent building. As the project got underway, an axe head flew off the handle that one of the prophets was working with, and that axe head sank. The prophet cried unto Elijah and told him the axe had been borrowed. So what did Elisha do? He threw a stick in the water. The axe head swam to the prophet, and he was able to retrieve it. What a sight that miracle must have been to see. Wow, an axe head actually swam. Three good lessons that we learn from this miracle. Number one, true miracles defy the logic of science. Logically speaking, since iron is heavier than water, the axe head should never have risen. But not only did the axe head rise, it also swam. Number two, Be concerned about the property of others. Had the prophet not cared about the borrowed property of the owner of the axe head, he would not have cried to Elijah. And had he not trusted that Elijah could rectify the situation, he and we would never have experienced this marvelous miracle. And then the third lesson from this one is, our God can do anything. Next in the list of Elisha's miracles related to water is miracle number four, waters filling ditches without rain, which is found in 2 Kings 3 and 16 through 17 and 20. And he said, thus saith the Lord, make this valley full of ditches. But thus saith the Lord, ye shall not see wind, neither shall ye see rain, yet that valley shall be filled with water, that ye may drink, both ye and your cattle and your beasts. And it came to pass in the morning, when the meat offering was offered, 
that behold, there came water by the way of Edom, and the country was filled with water. This miracle happened because the kings who were on their way to pursue an enemy discovered they didn't have enough water to survive their seven-day journey along with their cattle. They cried to Elisha and asked him to seek the Lord on their behalf. Elisha prophesied that if they would dig ditches, that those ditches would fill with water without rain falling. He instructed the armies of Israel and Edom to fill all the valleys with ditches, and God would fill them with water without wind or rain. Just as he prophesied, the ditches were filled with water that came from Edom. This gave occasion for two other miracles that will be discussed in a later post based on the obedience of the men. This miracle and two others would not have occurred had the kings not had the ditches dug. So lessons learned from this particular miracle. Number one, sometimes your answer to prayer comes from your obedience to the instructions that you're given. And number two, my granny had a famous expression, laziness will kill you. That expression applies here. The men could not have been lazy because if they had not dug the ditches, the water would not have been able to fill them miraculously. Somebody had to do the work. James 2 and 17 says, Even so, faith, if it had not works, is dead, being alone. The fourth miracle and the final miracle that related to water was miracle number two, healing of the waters. And it is found in 2 Kings 2 and 19 through 22. Let's read those scriptures. And the men of the city said unto Elisha, Behold, I pray thee, the situation of this city is pleasant, as my Lord seeth, but the water is not, and the ground barren. And he said, Bring me a new cruise, and put salt therein. And they brought it to him. And he went forth unto the spring of the waters, and cast the salt in there, and said, Thus saith the Lord, I have healed these waters. There shall not be from thence any more death or barren land. So the waters were healed unto this day, according to the saying of Elisha, which he spake. The men of the city fully believed in the ability of Elisha to seek God to fix a bad situation. Apparently they had a wonderful city, but its water was bad, causing the land to be unproductive. They brought Elisha a new cruise or a small cup with salt in it, just as Elisha requested. One might think that salt would either make the situation worse or do nothing at all when thrown into an entire body of water. But in the hands of a true man of God, it worked a miracle. The water was healed and the problem with water and land was totally resolved. What two lessons do we learn from this miracle? Number one, a verse from a song 
by the Canton spiritual comes to my mind concerning the situation. And it goes like this. Fix it, Jesus, fix it like you said you would. The entire city should have been shouting and praising God over this miracle because he fixed it just like he said he would. And number two, a scripture that applies in this case is Isaiah 55 and 8 through 9. And those scriptures read, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Whatever God chooses to use or however he chooses to resolve our problems, wisdom says to just let him do it his way. Besides, if it's not done his way, it just won't be done. So relax and let him work it out in the way that he chooses to do. Whatever the men of the city had tried in the past hadn't worked, but they asked for a miracle, they received an answer, and everybody was blessed. We should do the same. In our next post, we will examine Elijah's miracles related to eyes. Now, we've shared some important information from this fourth lesson related to the miracles of Elijah. And the upcoming lesson is number five. May God bless you until we meet again on this podcast. (laughs) 